Hey there, welcome to the Pine Island Experience Podcast. I'm Joanna Anderson with my husband, Trigby. Each of our episodes will be conversations with fellow Pine Islanders. The goal of our podcast is to share with you our experiences, what we have found to be fun, and what makes the Pine Island Experience so unique. very skilled in how to get people up off the ground or out of their kayak safely. Um, I've had multiple years of training just in assisting elderly people with different volunteer organizations of my life on how to safely lift somebody so I don't hurt them or me. And this particular gentleman, and usually after two hours of kayaking, you're stiff. You stiffen up. So we try to explain to people how to get out, spin your legs, take a minute, hold on to me, lean into me, that kind of thing. Well, this gentleman was doing all of those things until he got to about three quarters of the way up. And then it was like a trust fall maneuver. And he he went completely rigid straight and fell backwards and took me with him. <laughs> And we both ended up in the water, but I was able to break his fall because of the way I had him. I was twisted, so he landed on me, so he was okay. <laughs> I'm sitting there in my kayak going, great. Now she's power slamming customers. Like, this is awesome. And everybody's just, you know, everybody reacted, goes over and grab him, getting him up. I'm like, can you please stop power slamming the customers? You were listening to Lisa and Joe Perry from Carmen's Kayaks. Describing the time there was a little incident helping a gentleman out of a kayak. Whether you're looking for adventure, that next big catch, or seeking peace, serenity, and beautiful scenery, you can find whatever you may desire at Carmen's Kayak. And now, here are Lisa and Joe. Well, Lisa and Joe Perry are here for this episode. We're very excited. We've been uh, anxiously awaiting your arrival, learn about Carmen's Kayaks. So thank you both for coming. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. Pleasure. We're going to start at the beginning like we always do, uh, about where you're from originally, where you're born, where you grew up, when you met, how did you meet? Uh, oh, now you're <laughs> laughing. That'll be good. Yeah. And then, uh, and and what you're doing up until what you're doing now. So I was born and raised in Webster, Massachusetts, and I have... My parents are still married, which is wonderful these days. Um, I have a brother and a sister, and they're all still in New England. Didn't really have any intention of leaving New England until Mr. Perry came along, <laughs> swept me off my feet <laughs> 22 Perry. years ago. Wow. And we started coming, actually, four children, three grandchildren later. We started coming down to... Florida to Pine Island. Yeah. And that's where this journey begins. Matt Lachey, 2015 or 2016? 2014, maybe? maybe. I don't even remember. Yeah. Been a while. We were lucky enough. We came down and started staying with Michael and Marta Gibbons. But you were an army brat. Yes. Yeah, so I was born in Framingham, Mass. Um, my dad was stationed at Fort Devens. We were there for a short time. Then we were in Schaffenburg, Germany. Then Schaffenburg, Germany to Fort Eustace, Virginia, Fort Eustace, Virginia to Fort Sill, Oklahoma. And then my dad retired out of Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Um, we went to Marionville, Missouri, or where I lived in a little town called Chesapeake. 
and then we moved to Maine <laughs> uh, right in uh, my junior year of high school. Wow. And then um, we were, I was in Maine for about five years, six years, went to Iowa, did a little work out there, and then moved to Massachusetts in 95, and then worked all over the country with a couple of different contractors, and then met this beautiful lady, mm -hmm. uh, 2000. Mm -hmm. So, and then, like we said, we've been together, um, been some hills, been some good glides, but <laughs> here we are. So we both worked in construction for pretty much the majority of our lives. I was a controller of a construction company, a specialty construction company in Massachusetts, and Joe was a superintendent for a different construction company between Massachusetts and Connecticut. So the winters were hard for a various amount of reasons up north. It wasn't so bad for my job, but in the winters, Joe didn't have any work. Mm. Yeah, Got us couldn't. to start taking vacations in the cold weather. And that's where we found Matt Lachey on beachfront bargain hunts on wow. our TV during a blizzard one <laughs> night as yeah. we were really upset we couldn't be outside because we're very outdoorsy and it was just terrible up there. So we found Matt Lachey and said, we should probably go there someday. Wow. Right yeah, from Massachusetts a... to, to Matt Lachey? Yeah. We dropped off our we dropped off our youngest daughter at college in Pennsylvania and kept driving just to come <laughs> see it. <laughs> so we came down for two weeks in February or three weeks. I think it was two weeks. Was two first. weeks was the first time. And two weeks we stayed at the Matt Lachey Cottages mm -hmm. and um, very fortunate to meet some very nice people, Michael and Marta Gibbons. Mm -hmm. Michael's no longer with us, um, oh. but we still see Marta every, uh, every, every Valentine's Day. We go pick her up and we go have dinner. Oh, nice tradition. Yes. It is tradition. Did you fall in love with Malachie right away? Yeah. The wow. whole area, really. I mean, we um, we spent a lot of time just, you know, finding cool things to do. And we um, enjoyed the area thoroughly. We always go to Ding Darling, spent time in the Edison Ford Museum, mm -hmm. you know. It just felt like home every time we crossed the bridge. Yeah. It, it Right from day one, it, it just felt like home. So when we ended up, every every time we started the journey back to Massachusetts, it was <laughs> you didn't want to. <laughs> terrible. And the last time we came down in February of 2022, we had been here a month. And during that time frame, we started searching, how do we get here for good? Um, but we should probably back it up a little bit. The first time we came down here, we actually met Carmen, Carmen Driscoll, who was the original owner of Carmen's Kayaks. Mm -hmm. Our very first time on the water with Carmen, we rescued a dolphin with her. Wow. That's was, a sign. <laughs> <laughs> we thought so. <laughs> well, we spent a, we, we, you know, we, we just started the eco tour. We go out of where Carmen used to live on May Street and we go down the Underbrook Canal, started heading uh, north. And we both looked left and I saw something flailing in the water and what is that? So we paddled over and sure enough, um, it was a dolphin and it was sunburnt. It was, um, it was pretty windy. So it had been there for a while. It was also astrological low tide. So we had spent, uh, we had called FWC, 
got permission to assist the dolphin. And we stayed there with her probably three, four hours till the tide swing came back and it started coming up to a positive tide. And then basically just cupping water onto her until someone was able wow. to actually get a bucket out to us so we could keep doing it. How long were you out there with her? About three or four hours. Okay. Until the tide came up enough to for her to get out into the back out into the pass. And Carmen knew the regulations. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Carmen was, um, yeah, oh, yeah. She's a pretty sharp gal. She knows her stuff when it comes to wildlife, especially uh, any, any of it, really, birds, fish, you name it. That's an amazing story. Yeah, no. She felt, <laughs> so she felt bad because she's like, oh, you guys are going to come with me tomorrow because we spent our whole tour. And I'm like, like, really, Carmen? We weren't going to let this animal die. And-, no. and she had said, well, I'm not taking your money. I'm like, people pay <laughs> to swim with the dolphins in Orlando, and we just got to save one. So I'm I'm pretty good with that. And here's some little extra for a tip. <laughs> How sweet. So we went out all day with her the next day, and then it was just from that point forward, we had remained friends. And every time we got down here, we were always on the water with her. So that's how the relationship had begun with Carmen's kayaks and fast forward to 2022 Mm -hmm. and uh, Carmen had fallen ill a couple years prior to and she was struggling with uh, her health and something she had picked up in the water around her canal um, and it affected her differently so she had struggled with it for a while and had asked us probably f- three or four years ago about taking over the business. Mm. And she wasn't making a sound decision at that time. So I had told her, listen, we're here to help. But right now, you know, I, I want to make sure that you're all set before you, you I want I want you to be of sound mind before you make this decision. We're not looking to take advantage of anybody. So she held on to the business for a few more years mm-hmm. and was happy to do so. And then her health started declining again. Mm. In March of 2022, she got the word from the doctor that she had to come off the the waters. So she decided she was going to purchase a business in Indiana, which is where she's originally from and wasn't quite sure what she was going to do with the business here. So we had mentioned that if we wanted, if she wanted to sell, we'd be interested in purchasing, and she was thrilled to hear that. So we started the conversation then, and everything just started falling into place. So yeah, it really was meant to be, wasn't it? I mean, wow. It, it, it Everything pointed in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> you can't argue with that. No. Um, no. So that's, we kept taking it as a, as a sign. Everything, you know, even with, from just the very, our very first meeting with Carmen, it seemed like it was always destined for us to be. We always got along great with her because I don't know what it was. We just always had a lot of fun with her, but we also spent a lot of time on the water with her. It wasn't like we just went kayaking once or twice. We would mm-hmm. go multiple times. You know, we do multiple fishing trips. Our family would come down. Everybody, let's go on an eco trip. You know, we're all doing an eco tour. So, and we have a lot of friends that came down here with us. That so Carmen knows half of our family mm. and a good boat. You know, our and some of our closer friends, and sh- they're still friends today. So, 
It's just an amazing series of coincidences. I mean, a lot of people, they had a grandparent maybe that brought them fishing or a friend of a friend or something like that. Or we've had somebody who was driving up 75 and decided to head west and discovered Pine Island. And you're sitting basically in horrible winter weather, turn on the TV. Just, I need to go check that out because you saw it on the TV show or, or kind of what took it from watching the TV show to say, we've got to go there. <laughs> it's being able to live on the water for a short, you know, less money than what we're, because up in New England to buy a home on the ocean, you're, mm-hmm. you're $800,000 right? to over a million just, mm-hmm. just yeah. for a one bedroom shack on the side of the river. Yeah. So, you know, that was very appealing to us. And then, the you know, fishing village, yeah. it was, it was not a beach island it mm-hmm. was a fishing kayaking working island and that appealed to us because we're not really beach people we're more on the water doing something people i mean we'll go to the beach and people watch and that's not right but <laughs> <laughs> we are we we can't we we always took our kids to the beach but now that the kids are grown we tried it once, just the two of us. We literally took a trip just to go to the beach and made it to the beach for 10 minutes. And we were like, we got to do, do something. Yeah. So that's what brought us here. That's what the draw was for us, was it wasn't a beach island. It was more for people like us. And we kayaked a lot up north. and. Oh. We did a lot of kayaking. We had, you know, Carmen obviously got us into it even harder, but we had a little dog named Anna, and um, she was always what we took to the beach or, like, it's um, it's a different spot. It's in uh, Jane, uh, Jamestown, Rhode Island. It's uh, Jamestown. Uh, Charlestown. Charlestown Breachway. Mm-hmm. And you can go out there, and when low tide, there's a great influx of water. So there's always good, clean water there, and the water actually gets warm. So all our weekends, we would go every Saturday, load up Anna, grab the chucket and the ball, and that's what we did. And you could beat your kayak, kind of like you can do outside of Calusa Island. Mm-hmm. Beat your kayak, and the water is still so shallow enough that, you know, dogs can run and play and swim and and that kind of stuff. So we got used to that up there, and we're able to find it here as well. Yeah. That's actually how we found that location, is because... Carmen knows the waters, and historically, the water over there on Calusa Island is always good water. The water quality. The water quality is always good. So that's how we found that location. And then ever since we started kayaking there, that's kind of where we where you go. where we always went. Now, I do think everybody, at least most people, seem to say, you know, I should just start my own company. I should run my own business. Yeah. You know, they get upset with an employer or the policies, whatever the case might be, or working hours are determined by the employer, not by themselves, but it's not a small decision. So what was kind of the sum of the thought process to go from employees into business ownership? Well, (laughs) (laughs) we didn't have much time to really think about it, to be honest with you. We had dabbled with the conversation mainly because we had worked so much up north that we were always basically apart. Mm -hmm. So the big drive for us to own a business together was to be able to spend more time together. That was the initial thought process. And then we were almost to a point, we had a five-year plan up north and it 
became apparent in April of 2022 that our five-year plan was now going to become a now plan. (laughs) (laughs) And we just figured we, an opportunity like this was never going to present itself again. Mm -hmm. It was the business that we wanted. It was in the location that we wanted. It was on the island that we wanted to be on. And we were sink or swim. We were jumping in both feet. And you were friends with Carmen. Yeah. I mean, that had to help. Yep. So it was, but we had a lot to pull together. I had run a construction company for 25 years. I was the controller of, and the owners had stepped away and their children were in the process of taking over. And I was a big part of that takeover. And I needed to find somebody to take over my position. I couldn't just leave them high and dry. I had 65 men that I had basically been, you know, work my work wife, work mother, work mm-hmm. sister to for 20, most of them for two decades. So I needed to find the right person and really transition there. Carmen needed to get to Indiana because her business was going to be taking off for her season. So we took over the business in May of 2022 remotely. So that was quite difficult. I was going to say, yeah. We ended up uh, employing a wonderful local, uh, Samantha Darna, who is was born and raised on this island, generations upon generations, knows the waters in and out. So without even meeting her, <laughs> we, we, we basically put her in charge of the business with Carmen's help, of course. So it was a, it was a pretty funky transition and we had come down in April and taken inventory and that kind of stuff, but didn't get the opportunity to meet Sam. We were only down here for a couple of days. We had no place to live. Oh, <laughs> details. We were, yeah. So we were actually like, same thing with me. I, I had, uh, I had like probably 70, 80 guys working under me. I was a general superintendent. So I had, I gave, we both gave six month notices because of the positions that we held. I was running a, you know, the company that I ran, we did $40 million worth of site and utility work a year. And then, you know, we we built gas stations all over New England and New York and New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Well, that's admirable of both of you to give that much. Well, we had like Mr. Beebe is, I'm still great friends with him to this day. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been down here. He's been down here. He he loves to come down to Tarpon Lodge and hang out and have some cocktails. He likes his, you know, he likes to come down here. So I'm hoping that we're going to see him probably maybe February, March of this year. But um, in the LaMountain family, I worked for the LaMountain brothers in Oxford, Mass. And they are, they're family. They're still family. To this day, they're still family. I, I, if they called me tomorrow and they needed help with something, I'd be on a plane and, and fly up there. So uh, we, we were fortunate enough. Um, Mr. Beebe ended up retiring and actually shutting the doors to, to his company this, this year, right? Yeah. Oh, he man. did an auction. It was the largest family-owned construction auction ever. Oh. It, was, it was huge. He had a lot of equipment. He was ready to retire. Yeah. And uh, I was fortunate enough that my youngest daughter took over my position. Oh. So I'm still as involved as I need to be, and I can <laughs> still be helpful to them. So the Lamountains still have a connection to 
me and my knowledge, and I... Well, she can call and say, Mom. Correct. Correct. Every <laughs> night. How do I do this? Correct. Every night. And, and it's still, I knew that I would have somebody in that position to take over and be as uh, attentive to the guys that worked there as I was. So that worked out quite well. did. For both of you. It did. Wow. It did. Nice story. Well, so you had the kayaking experience up there, and then just was that just kind of an inherent love of nature, and then how to kind of that morph over into more of the echo tours and those kinds of things. So self-taught, or or how did that kind of evolve? Really, more so paying attention to Carmen. We sucked every bit of knowledge we could get out of that young lady. <laughs> we did a lot. Actually, we did a lot of. Because we're not like beach people, so we would mm-hmm. always we did several tours at Ding Darling. We would go, every, we still go every year. We get our duck stamp. I don't, you know, this year we're going to try to get over there. We support those people, and we've learned a whole lot of that from them people as well. And then last year we took our coastal systems for um, the Florida Master Naturalist course, and that was huge. So through the years, and then just reading, and then we've been on the water a lot. You know, we would come down here and spend a lot of time on the water, and that's why we came here. It was. We love the water. A lot of observation, experience, et cetera. Yeah. And education. We we <laughs> love to educate ourselves. Um, we're members of the Clusa Land Trust as well. So we've we've got almost every book that <laughs> has, you know, been written on Pine Island, by Pine Island, somewhere around Pine Island. Uh, even up north, we we had gone to Maine for the summer and was we were learning all about the lakes up there. Just just like to know where we go and where we mm-hmm. where we call home and where we want to be. That's always been our policy, the how and the why. Mm-hmm. Wherever we traveled. Yeah, wherever we went, how and why. How did it get here and why is it here? <laughs> how do we keep it? Yeah, and how do we keep it? That's the biggest important thing. Wow. So then Carmen's Kayaks, um, if somebody calls or drives up there to talk to you folks, what all are the services, offerings, and things that they can do through you folks? So we have, we offer eco-tours. Sam is still with us. She did such a great job on her own that we kept her. We kept her. (laughs) We're very fortunate to have her. Yeah, she's a a wealth of knowledge, and she just has the way to put it. And every, almost all our customers just love her to death because she just got that personality and She's got her little magic touch. She puts on things. Sometimes it's <laughs> maybe not the most best way to explain something, but she gets it done. She gets it she done. She gets it done she well. She connects. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everybody loves that she's born and raised here. Yeah. Um, so we have the eco tours. We have uh, the rentals, of course, and we will deliver. So we can deliver to vacation rentals. We'll deliver to the Cape. Anywhere on island. Uh We'll bring the kayaks to wherever people want to launch from, for the most part. That's a nice um, service. We have uh, fishing kayaks also that people can rent. Uh, and then we have, aside from the guided tours, the rentals. They can take week-long rentals. Fishing tours. The fishing We do fishing guided trips as well. You have stand-up paddle boards, right? Yep. We do have stand-up paddle boards now. Yeah, I saw that. Not a whole lot, but we do have some. We have three. Mm-hmm. We don't get a whole lot of call for them, but mm-hmm. sometimes now we're starting to see more. I think you will. Yeah. yeah. It's because a lot of people, especially with the inflatables, a lot of people are able to transport them easier oh. than they can the kayaks. Yeah. 
So the kayaks, we get a lot of the rentals from the kayaks because people, actually, we get a lot of rentals from people that own their own kayaks, even here on island, that mm-hmm. just don't want to bring them up. Right. I can understand because that. It's, it's a lot of lugging. You Awkward. Know? I was going to guess it might be the demographics on the stand-up paddle boards. That too. Okay. Yeah. A lot, you know, a lot of, um, we see a lot of people that are, higher in age here so mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to i every time I've i look at the paddle back i just i've seen some um, yeah, some no. older people that it prefer it but they're old school and they like them. the kayaks i did it good for I'm you not young i'm not all. so great with the balance but <laughs> no, well, no it was it was amazing yeah. and some people prefer it you know it, it could be easier for their knees it could be mm-hmm. you know easier on their backs some people enjoy mm-hmm. standing more so than sitting mm-hmm. hips the knees all that stuff but we have several different types of kayaks too so we have the sit on tops we have the sit ins we have the ocean touring kayaks so if people wanted to take them out and go to KO they can do that wow okay as well um so we we offer a a, a big variety and you know we can cater to larger groups mm-hmm. our our biggest claim to fame lately has been our community events that we've been hosting at night's landing you just had three three big ones we did like halloween thanksgiving and uh, the santa for the super spent the, yeah. stocking, the stocking stuffers yeah. three of the soldiers. big ones how did they all go very well, very yeah. well, very well received. Um, we are very fortunate that, you know, we have such a community supporting us and we've got um, one, we've got one every month actually. So we've got another one coming up on New Year's Day on uh, with come that hang with track. us with a food, food truck, truck and a band. And, oh, and we've got another one planned for February 10th for Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have one, that's going to be a sunset paddle with, Food truck and a band. That'll um, be with um, the Pipe Dream Boys. That'll be a hoot. Oh, I heard they're really good. They're yeah. a lot of fun. I heard yeah, they're, they're really good. They're fantastic. They they bring a crowd and they bring the party. So yeah. that's a good what, time. What's very cool I read about you was um you they can rent kayaks from you or they can bring their own and just yes. pay the launch fees yeah. and then you let them join you. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. How sweet is that? Absolutely. Yeah. And we don't we don't charge a cover or anything like that. So the band, the you know, if they want food, they can buy from the food truck. Um, but it, the band, they can just pop a chair up and sit and have a grand old time. You know, when everybody's welcome. The best part when we do those events is the whole neighborhood's there. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best part about it. Sure. Oh, yeah. kind of PR, little PR with your neighbors. Well, it's kind well, of hard to make it them. Yeah. It's kind of hard to make the neighbors mad if they're all there having fun with exactly. Them. So, <laughs> and they all, you know, we have a great. It's just a great community up there on that end. We have a good, good group of people. It's just good, good stuff up there. Somebody told me that years ago. I said something about they were gonna. Maybe it was just a musician at the house, and I'm like, well, you know, you know there's people kind of go to bed early. Or they want to watch TV. I said, but, you, you know, you don't want to have the cops showing up at the house. He said, oh, no, you just invite the neighbors. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, duh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we have, you know, and they're, they, they, the landing had a lot of bands back in the day, and there's mm-hmm. some stories that go back that are pretty wild, and, and um, some people miss it and some don't, but they're like, you know, we wrap it up. It's done early. We don't stay open late. Right. Everybody can go do their later on things, but. It's all been well received. And it's that's, pretty that's good. That's mainly because we're tired at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good happens after ten. No, no, <laughs> just spin that. Little spin that. That's yeah. just for the for the neighbors in the community, yeah. not because you two are tired. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're tired too. We, yeah. We're like you. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs>
Well, I know you're uh, you're members of Calusa Land Trust. Yeah. I think I met you at which one were we at? The, White Garden. Yeah. That that was fun. That was I like that. They <laughs> yeah. they tagged everything, you know. Yeah. So people like me, I would cut down the right thing. Correct, you know. So that was good. We yeah. started last year. We started working with them, and especially when they were at White Garden. We tried to get to the other events, but it's sometimes it's tough when we were well, last year. Yeah, yeah, because we're working. working on a lot of those days. But this year, she's got it covered at the landing, and I've been stepping up, and I make sure that I make sure I hit all those those uh, cleanups. And they are fun. They're appropriately mm-hmm. named a work yeah. fun party. But you also you offer is it a monthly paddling? for a Calusa Land Trust, or there was? So when, I think it's Jerry, I can't remember who it is that's going to head it up this year, but once that, once he's kind of, I think it'll be here in January. Okay. And then the, the Calusa Land Trust offers paddles, and they'll do it at different locations of the island. Really? Um, but waiting to see more with that coming up. The meeting for the Calusa Land Trust is next Tuesday. So I think it'll probably be brought up at that time. Okay. To see what you're going to do. Yeah. Yes. And, and those will, those will all, they always get posted on the Calusa Land Trust mm-hmm. Facebook page and I think on their website as well. And we, we and we'll make sure that we post yeah. about them as well. So if anybody wants to learn more, we usually post about the Calusa Land Trust and any upcoming paddles that uh, we have either on our Facebook page and we also have a link to their website off of our website nice. at Carmen's Kayak. Yeah, I noticed you have some links up there for. And I noticed the first one I noticed was Calusa Land Trust. Trust you have about five others that are really important. That's nice. Yeah, we feel that the land trust is probably one of the the most important um, group on the island to keep yeah. the island what it is. Yep. So we have they have our full support. Yeah, they're a wonderful organization. Yes. So there's probably uh, some good stories about. Events or rentals, customers, of course, no names, but um, we love stories. Situations <laughs> where, you know, maybe you've had to rescue somebody mm. or oh, somebody came to rent a, con- rent a <laughs> kayak and maybe had no idea they were going to be on the water. I'm, I'm being facetious there, but uh, <laughs> any of those that pop up in your mind, some of your, I guess, your favorites? Yeah. I, have, I have a good one about a group that came out and we were getting them off the water. And this is how we've learned that some people are better off backing their kayak into the landing because Mm -hmm. of the natural grade. It's sometimes Uh easier to get out of the kayak when you're not as mobile to back in. And then when you go to get up, you're leaning forward instead of leaning backwards. Uh So it's a little bit easier. And sometimes people listen and sometimes people don't. In this particular group, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of them. And... (laughs) Joe was on the water with them. I was at the landing helping people getting out of their kayaks. And this one particular gentleman who was substantially larger than I was, and I'm very skilled in how to get people up off the ground or out of their kayak safely. Um, I've had multiple years of training just in assisting elderly people with different volunteer organizations of my life on how to safely lift mm-hmm. somebody so I don't hurt them or me. Or you. Yeah, you're back. And this particular gentleman, and usually after two hours of kayaking, you're stiff. Mm-hmm. You stiffen up. So we try to explain to people how to get out, spin your legs, take a minute, hold on to me, lean into me, that kind of thing. Well, this gentleman was doing all of those things until he got to about three quarters of the way up 
And then it was like a trust fall maneuver. And he, <laughs> he went completely rigid straight and fell backwards and took me with him. Oh, no. and we both ended up in the water, but I was able to break his fall because of the way I had him. I was twisted, so he landed on me, so he was okay. Oh, no. oh, oh. you protected his fall, I'm but sitting not there in my yours. kayak going, great. Now she's power slamming customers. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. And everybody just, you know, everybody reacted and goes over and grab them, getting them up. I'm Aww. like, can you please stop power slamming the customers? Oh, yeah, like, big laugh. Everybody oh, had is, a big that laugh. That was quick. Oh, no, man. Nobody, Very funny. nobody was hurt and everybody had a great time. And it was a big old chuckle because now we're all soaked and we got everybody wet that was around us because it was a big old splash. And well, what happened? Did he panic? No, he I just, think he thought he was standing straight up. Yeah. I think he thought he was standing and then just lost his balance. Okay. Because you are at an, you're at a funny angle mm -hmm. getting out, depending on, and there was a lot happening. I don't I think, think he had kayaked prior, prior to. Yeah, I was going to say some of that's got. Yeah, it's it's, but kayaking's more. I think more delicate. I don't know if that's the best word than, say, just being on a boat. But I know if you take somebody on your boat for the first time, you know that that sea leg or understanding yeah. how to balance or. It, just simple things like that, and they try to help, and they don't really follow the directions. But now you're talking about something very low to the water. I mean, there's a center of gravity and things that protect you much of the time, but when you're in that kayak, there's little to nothing to counterbalance any odd movements that you might make. Right. And most, of, most of our kayaks are, are extremely stable, but at, at the landing when you're parked, you're, you're still kind of teetering on the keel, mm -hmm. depending on how far in or out of the water you are. Right. And there was a lot of people trying to get out of the water uh -huh. at the same time. Sure. So right. I really think that he felt that he was going to just move, like mm -hmm. he wanted to get out of the way okay. and hadn't been completely standing yet. And I just was not strong enough to hold him and me and pull him back out. And it was, it, 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 it was it was comical actually. Was you were awesome. probably laughing. Oh, we were. Yeah. Everybody, was, everybody laughing. was laughing. Everybody because... thought it was the funniest thing going because it was just it just made the whole day. And he wasn't hurt, so that was I was very grateful yeah. for that. So that's I'm back doing my stupid chuckle. comments going anyway. So that kind of made it even better. Oh yeah, yeah. All your commentary. Yeah. yeah. Some of the best stories actually have happened with Carmen. Um, one time <laughs> we had the uh, most expensive kayaking trip ever. Is me, Lisa, and Carmen were fishing out in East Mouth one day for several hours. We were there probably six hours. We had a great day. Killed it fishing, oh, pulling wow. in fish all day. And so I had to go to the bathroom. And there's no place to really get out. I already went past East Mouth, couldn't get off on the beach. And I didn't really feel like standing in the mock. So I figured I'd get up ahead of these two. So I get up ahead of her and Carmen. I come around to Bend and now I'm hiding. And my seat in my kayak was up in the high position. And sure enough, I lean over to pee, and then me and the whole kayak, the cooler, two rods, snap, oh. the phone goes in the water, everything gone. But can we back this up for just a moment? <laughs> <laughs> because in true Joe Perry fashion, he did not listen to his wife, oh. who said, wow, you have that bungee right there on the top of your kayak that your phone is supposed to sit in. So that way, should something happen, you won't lose your phone. And he's like, it's fine. I won't lose my phone. I said, well, maybe you should tuck it inside. I was taking uh -oh. pictures. And he was like, well, I want to be able to take pictures. So he didn't even tuck it in the bungee. Therefore, now 10 minutes later, everything gone. Phone, bottom of the rack, can't find it. 
And now he's beside himself. He doesn't have a phone anymore. Now he's got to go find his phone. We got to go get a new phone. So now it's off the water. We got to hurry up, get off the water. Carmen and I were nudging him the whole time. Hey, Perry, can you take a picture of us? Oh. <laughs> well, this might not help Joe, but I'll try. So I, it, it was good timing with you folks coming over uh, this evening. They were doing, it was a travel channel that I watch on YouTube TV. And uh, a group of people are in a gondola in Venice. And the driver, whatever you call it, mm -hmm. saying, please don't stand up. But they wouldn't listen. They wouldn't listen. They had to take selfies. They dumped the entirety of the whole gondola themselves, the operator. Did you see it on the news? And that isn't the cleanest of water, no. if you understand it, mm -hmm. in the Venice Canal. So yeah. At least you did it in relatively nice water. Yes, I had that going <laughs> yes, for me. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. It was, but we still giggle about yeah, that yeah. to this day that it was the most expensive kayak trip we have ever taken. <laughs> did you have to upright the canoe? The yeah, kayak? I'm pretty good at that stuff. I do it a lot. You've been doing so, it a lot. Yeah, I don't. I don't give a no flip guarantee. I do it quite often and. Actually, I was I took I was a lifeguard. I never I wasn't a, I never was a paid lifeguard, but I went through all my American Red Cross classes, and I've done quite a few stupid things. And if you learn stupid things, you learn how to rectify stupid things. So it all works out. It was just a phone, right? What's that? It's just a phone. Just a phone. I'm pretty good at the. Actually, Into I've had to rides. do that a couple times with rides. kayaks, but pretty good getting in kayaks without being able to touch ground. It's pretty. It's not the prettiest sight, but it's effective. <laughs> How about future plans? I mean, I know it was just, what, May of 2022, but do you have any ideas that you can divulge? You don't have to. I mean, do you have ideas of, of other things you want to do? Expansions maybe? or additional services? Yeah. So, yes, down the road. Um, unfortunately, Ian threw a big old mm -hmm. notch in the works of pretty much everything that we had yeah. game planned. So, right now, just trying to get tourism back up on the island mm -hmm. in doing so with as many events as possible, possible uh, kayak fishing seminars, oh. um, workshops, try and get uh, some kid workshops in the works. Um, we'd like to get affiliated with, uh, you know, some Girl Scout troops, Boy Scout mm -hmm. troops, yep. that kind of stuff. So we can offer maybe some badge workshops mm -hmm. for them as well. I was a Girl Scout leader for 20 years. Oh. So that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that kind of stuff. We really just want to really build the, our involvement with the community and, and different organizations right now so that we can help bring business back to the island for not only ourselves, but for, Everybody. Right. Sure. We always try to, you know, people are always asking, hey, where's a good place to eat? We always, you know, we try to send them, you know, hey, go over to Jug Creek, get yourself some smoked mullet dip. Stuff is good, you know. We All the different restaurants, Captain Con's, go mm -hmm. to, you know, go, we're not closed, go to, you know, Tarpon Lodge. Go The different down, shops, yeah. the different places to see, Randall Research Center. Because you know. we've been coming here for years and we, you know, that's why we fell in love right. with this place is because we went to those places and we learned about, you know, when they were doing the guided tours at Randall Research, I mean, that's one of the best tours on the island right there. Yeah. I don't, you know, a lot of people don't know it, but when they do it, I mean, there, there's some, you know, we learned a lot over there. There's some pretty sharp people that give those tours. And they just started back up doing a short, yeah. a short, mm -hmm. you can't go up to the Indian Mound or, yeah. you know, but yet, but 
you can we've, still. We've actually gone out with Carmen and we were kayaking and they were doing an archaeological dig and oh, they have the green on Clouse Island. Oh, how and cool is that? Yeah, they have a greeter. She comes out and she explains to you what's going on, mm -hmm. you know. It's we've had some really unique experiences here that I don't think you could have anywhere else. It's mm -hmm. just a it's a very unique place. And it's not like you say, it's not for beach people. It's for no, you have to have the love for wildlife, you have yeah. to love the water and no, we're, you know. we're not beach people no. at all. We have a fishing boat. We were glad there wasn't a beach here. That's how we felt, too. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere to go out in the open Gulf, open all ocean, I think that's a different experience. Where here, I assume, it's a little bit current and waves and stuff like that. But uh, is it a little bit more, or is it just a mangrove? What really, really hooked us is um, we we wanted to go offshore fishing. And uh, we like Carmen, you know, we want to go offshore fishing and I, she, so we told her and she's like, oh, well, I'll think about it. And so I would, I had looked and watched on YouTube and I found um, Wild in, uh, Instinct Outdoors. And that's how we found Corey McGuire of Falling Tide Charters. Well, that's what brought us, that's what really brought us to the area. But as far as the kayaking goes and what, what the big draw for well, the, the kayaking Well, the fishing was, is... we, we got more fishing. And then once we learned how to fish through him and then we started getting better at it and it was just... And, and the nice part about our location is it really is suitable for any level of okay. skill set for any kayakers, mm -hmm. beginners or anything, because we do have the protection from the mangroves, as mm -hmm. you were saying, or we can also cater to those that are a little bit more adventurous because we're right in front of Shell, Shell Cut. So okay. they can go out into Charlotte Harbor and they can go as far in either direction as they want to. So they can have both the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. They can have the open water experience, but they can also have the tucked behind the mangroves and duck into the little cove. Oh, sure. Without the, you know, with, where, where it's super still and there's no boats that can get in there. Right. So they can have the best of both worlds from our location. And I think that's one of the biggest draws for being up there. Have you had to uh, pull anybody back? I, I won't go like rescue, like, have they lost their way and can't get back to your place? Well, none of our clients have. <laughs> we've had people that come out to the landing, and we've come home to Lee County and search and rescue in the place, yeah. We had a fisherman got lost last year. That was oh. pretty unique. The phone, hey, is that one of yours? No, not one of ours. <laughs> he had gone out at low tide and got himself tucked into Yeah, in one a, of the back ponds. Yeah, in one of the back ponds. And then when the tide came back up, he couldn't find his way out. Uh. Because the trail's gone. He got, yeah. he got a little turned around. So it was dark and it was late. And so <laughs> we pulled in. At, well, we were living at the landing last year because our house was gutted. So we were living at the landing in our in our uh, fifth wheel camper. Aww. So we pull in to home and mm -hmm. see F. WC and Lee County Lee Sheriff County and, and the fire department and the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, we didn't have to do any of that. We did have to bring in, on the last day we were open in June, for last season in June of 2023, we had uh, a paddler that we had to go get because she had um, spent a little bit more, too much time in the sun and a little too much time in the cooler. Uh-oh. And... Um, the winds had started picking up and they lost track of time. I had put them on the water and explained to them that you need to be back 
before the winds picked up by three o'clock and I had called them and they were on their way. They thought they were only 15 minutes away and I still didn't see them. So Sam went off in one direction and he went off in another direction and they had gone in the direction I had told them not to go. <laughs> of course. When the winds come out of the north, we try not to encourage anybody to go out into the harbor because right. we can get three or four foot waves out there. Oh. The winds are really coming and white caps and you get white caps. Oh, it fun. gets ugly out there now. Yeah, because it's going to come all the way down the Charlotte Harbor. Correct. Up. And yeah. it gets pretty nasty out there, you know. And so, sure enough, I go out front and there she was getting smashed into the mangroves and she had lost pretty, all faculties. She, she lost just... all faculties. She could stop laughing. And so I try, I'm like, you need to get your stuff together. <laughs> you know, this is how people die. Blah, blah, well, blah. And she was going to sit in kayaks. So the waves were filling, the water oh, was coming no. crashing over the kayak. So, you know, her boat was starting to fill. And a little so... pep talk, and she was gone for sure. I had to get him situated. They weren't too far out, but no, just very thankful that they were okay. And they, and were, they were very thankful yeah. we went to go get them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But oh. other than that, we've not really had too many horror shows. Knock on good. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Knock on good. For the most part up there. I mean, if you flip over in your kayak, just stand up. You'll make a complete recovery. We, yeah. You know, that, the, yeah. It's not that deep. No, is it? we don't no. have too many deep spots up there. Um, you know, we do encourage you to wear your life protect, life vest if you want. That's a good thing. But, you know, if you don't, it's not a bad thing. Because if you do tip over, just stand up. Mm -hmm. Makes good advice. great viewing of the fish and, the, mm -hmm. you know, the rays. And oh, yeah. you can see just about everything in those waters. So it's The water's real clear now. It's our winter waters here. And it's just, the water's very clear. It's beautiful. How's the fishing? Is that good? Been, yeah, been real good. Water's cooler now, so obviously you slow down on your techniques and do some other things differently, but still, they're still catching. Mm -hmm. Always good fishing. It's the catching that's questionable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we feed the fish. Yeah, we yeah. talk about, so we haven't done it for a while. They said, wait, you know, I said, we pretty much donate bait to the... Uh, yeah, well, they got to eat. Fish got to eat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's the best way to get a hold of you folks if people are interested phone, Facebook, et cetera? All of it. You can call or text our line, 239-333-7332. Uh, you can go on Facebook. You can go on our website. You can even, we've uh, just revamped the whole website this year. And you can even book online, mm -hmm. which is our new feature. Nice. Which is pretty exciting. Um, and if in the event that the weather is gnarly here, like it is this week and you book online, I will be sure to reach out to you and let you know about mm. that. They want to rethink that decision. Yeah. And that we could reschedule or cancel. So don't feel that, you know, people don't have to feel like if they do book online that their money's lost if for some reason the weather changes and they can't get out. Now you can still go out if it's cold, though, right? Oh. Cold is fine. It's the, the wind, wind that you yeah. don't want them out there. The wind storms. to a degree out of the north we can deal with. We can get them behind the mangrove. It's when the wind comes due east, due west. Sometimes on Jug Creek can be problematic. But for the most part, um, sometimes the winds kick out of the south heavy like they did the other day when we had our event. It can get tough because when you go over the open stretches, mm -hmm. it's a little tough. And then if you go out in front, you, you know, it is nicer to get out in front of the island when it's coming out of the south. But... You, you got to come back. You still have to get there and you have to come back. So, so we, we usually make a judgment call. Yeah. Um, and 
it's not because we don't want to put people on the water. It's mm -hmm. because their safety is our number one concern. Right. Yeah. And I would much rather them, you know, live to paddle another day than <laughs> to go out on waters that are going to be unsafe for them. It sounds like you're both very knowledgeable about where the winds are coming from and when they're happening. It's from, you're better than meteorologists. I mean, you know. We use a couple different apps and we watch the weather tight because it's we no, have to, we, we're right there to make people get them in a kayak. We don't really do much. We just put them in the kayak and they <laughs> and, have and their help fun. them out. Right. And help them out. <laughs> or, or not power or body slamming slam them. <laughs> but the most part is just put them in the kayak up there because it's such just a beautiful location up there. I know anybody that's kayak there will, you know, they'll tell you that it's just one of the prettier spots in the state as far as I'm concerned. Most but people. the weather can change on a dime. So yeah. we want to make sure okay. that before we put anybody out, especially if they're going to go for a long period of time, we either know the route that they're going to be taking or have a good idea of the route that they're going to be taking. So in the event that the weather does change on a dime, we can get out to them and let them know to come on back home. Okay. And then when are you folks open and what are the hours of operation when you are open? So we are open seven days a week, sunrise to sunset. And um, we, we plan on being open October through June. We, we shut down in the summer. Uh, it's too hot. Nobody really oh, yeah. wants to be on the water and, right. you know, in that time frame anyway. And it allows us time to go up and see our kids and grandkids. Sure. And it's nicer up there. It's cooler, isn't it? It's, it's beautiful. It rained yeah. the whole summer Aww. this time, but that was okay. That was okay. Still had a good time. I still got to be with my grandbabies and my kids. So See, that's perfect. That's a nice work year for you. Mm -hmm. You know, go up there and enjoy that and then come back down here and stay warm. That's right. Yeah, out on the water. Yeah, don't no more winters. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah, we're not snow people. Mm -mm. We're sand people. <laughs> Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you 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 want to tell you tell our listeners or um, have we covered everything that you wanted to cover? Just keep watching our Facebook page yeah. for updates on events and um, on or check in on our website. We like to post all kinds of goodies on both um and you know come on yeah. out to the island because yeah. we're everybody's open and they should follow you on facebook and instagram because then they'll see yeah we put up a lot of good up. pictures um it's just like we say it's a unique place so we put up a lot of pictures of the beauty and beautiful. the sunsets and the sunrise sunrise is really good on the east side of Joe creek sunsets mm -hmm. are beautiful too so it's a nice place to go wonderful well, thank you so much. This has been enjoyable. This has been see, it's fun, isn't it? Thank you. Yes. It is thank fun. you. Fun. <laughs> thank you very much for having mm -hmm. us. Certainly. We hope you enjoyed our Pine Island Experience podcast. If you have any ideas for us, people to interview, or any comments, please feel free to email them to us at pineislandexperience at gmail.com. That's pineislandexperience, all one word, at gmail.com. Don't forget to like us and you may subscribe to this podcast using all the major catchers like Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening. And remember, island life is a constant vacation. We'll see you on the next podcast.